1: It's the Round Ball Rock Podcast, starring Dave Schilling, Samuel Delamere, Todd McCullough, Michael Carter-Williams, Joey Devine. Tumbo, Sean Key, The Microwave, Vinny Johnson, Tim Thomas, Tyrus Thomas, Thomas Robinson, Robinson Crusoe. Musical guest, Richie Sambora! Special guest, the Prince of Philadelphia, Sean Green! Sean Tarver! <laughs> Deshaun Stevenson's tattoo artist! Musical guest, Just Jovi! And now, the host of Real Ball Rock, Dave Shilling. Hey guys, welcome back!
2: Sorry, Just, just Jovi is not here today. Um, my favorite mu- musical guest we've ever had was The Buggles, because of Buggles. the way you said it. Oh, excuse me, the way that Don Pardo... Don Pard- Pardo
3: loves The Buggles. <laughs> yeah, He I mean, loves radio stars. He hates video stars ironic with his profession Mm -hmm.
2: silly it's really silly um we got a very special episode today we are finally done with those previews so we can go back to the format that i love inviting funny people onto our program today we have sean green What's happening, man? What's up? You are the uh, head writer of, of Crash leads on yes, uh, Nickelodeon? Yes, uh, head
4: writer of Crash Leets. So you know Gronk.
2: Yes, I do know Gronk. Mm-hmm. Although... Unfortunately, this is a basketball <laughs> podcast, so we can't talk that's about it. That's the one time yeah. we can mention Gronk, and then we... Well, have, we, we have do... Some... Um, sorry.
4: Yeah, well, I don't know if Gronk knows me. Uh, that's uh, unclear. Uh,
2: uh, <laughs> uh, uh, no, I just said we... That's it. No more. We're done. Moving on. Uh, Sean is a uh, big Philadelphia sports fan. Yes. And we... Are very desperate to talk about Joel Embiid and the Sixers, but before we do that, I think we should talk about um, Elton Brand retiring. Or is, yeah, it, is there something more important than that? I think there probably is. There's nothing more
3: important than the retirement of Elton Brand.
2: Yeah, uh, he's it, still he was still playing basketball. I think a lot of people for didn't, the Philadelphia for Sixers. the Sixers. It's actually no. worked out perfectly. Uh, Sean, do you have any Elton Brand memories you'd like to share with us? Uh,
4: Yeah, I don't know. He was just always a guy that was kind of around, kind of disappointing, but he, it was hard to hate Elton Brand. I feel like he's probably a nice guy. But here's the thing. why? I don't understand why retire when they're just like, hey, all you got to do is just be a player coach. And by player coach, we mean you're not going to play. You're just going to hang out. Tell Julio Okafor not to punch people. It seemed like a good gig. Like, why would he? I don't understand why he would retire.
2: Well, yeah. I mean, why don't you get that Richard Jefferson money? Richard Jefferson's just cash a check, man. unretired, just so he could get paid, which is.
5: But Richard Jefferson also plays. That's Elton Brand point. doesn't really play.
4: Yeah, he's not going to see the floor. Like, I, I don't know. Could they just not set up some program where he didn't have to practice and just kind of show up at the games? Like, I don't. Know. It seems like being a player coach on the Seventy Sixers is. Already an early retirement. Like, what were they <laughs> asking of him that he was like, "No, this is too much. I need a quiet place to relax." Like, no, you can do that on the bench.
5: Maybe what? he hates Timothy Lualu Cabo <laughs> Which, by the way, Timothy Lawalu added a last name. I don't know if you guys have seen that yet. Oh, he I was, was just drafted seen. as Lawalu, yeah, but, but now it's lawalu Cabo Ray. Well, is, is it because, because he?
2: Was recently married. I don't he's know. Very no close
3: Haven't looked it up. He is just a really big fan of Bob Fosse. <laughs> 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 uh,
2: when he gets those jazz hands in your face, it's really hard to
5: put up a shot, you know. Uh, uh,
2: I believe there was also a really terrible fake trade. Well, was I was
5: going to ask uh, an Elton Brand question. Oh, oh yeah. Oh oh. Um, never mind. Yeah. Is Elton Brand a Hall of Famer? No. Nope. How (laughs) close is he though? Not Not really that close. No, no. I would also. Good question though. Yeah, no, no, but like, because I I think he's one of those guys where if you look at those his numbers, they are crazy high. He's just hurt more than
1: you
3: remember, and he's on some truly terrible Clippers teams that
5: shouldn't be as terrible as they are. But it's like the Donald Sterling effect. Do you think Quentin Richardson is uh, uh, hitting his head right now? In I
3: wonder if maybe this retirement is that Baron Davis tricked Elton Brand into retiring. <laughs> I, that was on the, the other thing I was going to talk about. <laughs> and uh, Baron faked him out, and he's like, I'm still making a comeback. <laughs> uh, he's like, when Baron Davis is the MVP of the Bakersfield Jam mm-hmm. this year, oh, that's going to be does, so sad. Does tight. that team even exist anymore?
5: Uh, I don't think so. I think
3: they may have moved to. They're playing in the Falls. indoor football league. They're now. in the indoor <laughs> football league. They're uh, gonna be the champs. Yeah. Uh,
4: Basketball was already an indoor sport. No, but now it's indoor football. It's
2: even yes, <laughs> it's even more indoor.
3: Get into it, America.
2: <laughs> um, is Elton Brand though going to get his number retired by the Clippers? Because he was on a lot of terrible but he was also on two of the best clipper teams that actually went to the playoffs. That
5: 2006 Clipper team was really good and he was truly amazing on it.
3: Yeah, There's and I mean in true Clipper fashion, they won one series and fell just short of the conference finals, mm-hmm. setting the tone in fact. He's <laughs> for the, the rest perfect, of the decade. He's the <laughs> definitive Clipper. Yeah. No, I mean before they got Blake Griffin, he's Easily the best Clipper of all time, right?
4: Well, are we just going to ignore Chris Kamen? Come on, man! <laughs> yes. Kamen. Okay, just like everyone else. <laughs> Danny Manning? No, <laughs> he's no. better
5: than Danny Manning,
4: right? Uh, Norm Nixon? I think they. Got, I think they would. Why not retire his number? I mean, you got to retire someone's number in like twenty yeah. years. I mean, who else would it be besides Elton Brand? The well, Heat,
3: like, Bob McAdoo of the Buffalo Braves. Uh, Bill yeah.
2: Walton played for the Clippers after he got uh, he left the Blazers. Oh, he bankrupted the franchise. Yeah, right? made them move to L.A. Basically. Yeah. yeah. Um, I think they. I think if there's anybody in the world before Blake and Chris Paul uh, to get their jersey retired, it has to be him.
4: Yeah, but I mean, before they came, it would name like three Clippers. You
2: can't, right? So it has to be. If you're going to retire a jersey, and why not make it Elton Brand? Does that mean that they can finally start taking down those ridiculous photos of their, nope. their players instead <laughs> of you know oh, covering them. the Laker
3: championship, championship banners. banners? Nope. What mm. w- what's sadder, a photo of a current player or Elton Brand's <laughs> retired jersey? <laughs>
4: Well, I don't know if you've looked up in Staples Center. Not only do they have like if you, I went to uh, when the U.S. team played China, the exhibition. I went up there, and not only do they have like the you know Lakers championships and those stuff banners, they also had uh, they retired. They have a banner hanging in the rafters of a uh, Taylor Swift most mm-hmm. sold out concert. Yep. So. If you're going to be- hang up stuff like that, may
5: as well hang up Elton Brand's jersey.
2: They also have to cover that up. Yeah. It's like We don't want to associate with Taylor <laughs> Swift. Uh, the Do Miami
5: Heat have uh, the funniest jersey retirement in the league. They retired Jordan's number? They retired Michael <laughs> Jordan's number. <laughs> really? Yeah. Is there
3: yeah. another non-Heat player that also has his number retired? I don't I want to say it's so. like Dale Earnhardt <laughs> or something. <laughs> <laughs> uh, looks the intimidator, man. <laughs> Joe Montana. Jimmy
5: Buffett. They should retire Jimmy Buffett's number. He just keeps getting kicked yeah, out. Yeah, because he's not though. allowed to come they to the games anymore. They only
2: have three retired um retired
5: numbers. And one of them is Michael Jordan. Yeah.
2: Jim t- Hardaway, <laughs> Alonzo Mourning Michael Jordan, Jordan, a man who
5: did not play for the
2: franchise.
3: Oh, uh, I'm sorry. Did... I thought they retired Dan Marino's jersey, but they just took a 13 into the raptor, rafters. Uh, but you are allowed to wear number 13 if you're on the Miami oh Heat. Oh,
6: gotcha. That makes sense.
4: Dan Marino,
3: <laughs> Tim Hardaway, Alonzo Mourning, Michael, Michael Jordan. Jordan
5: those wow. Miami Heat greats. <laughs> Little Penny. <laughs> <laughs> I mean if you're going to if you're going to put up Jordan yeah. what number did they retire for Jordan? 23, 23. Okay
4: uh, you, well yeah, yeah I mean, there's <laughs> they can still use 45 yeah. it's, it's okay <laughs> that's uh, available I mean the league should have retired 23 I think at some point like but, Jackie Robinson I don't know I mean when you do that much maybe maybe there's like another level you get to I don't know but I do like people wearing it and kind of like laying down the gauntlet. Like, all right, I I'll do wear twenty yeah. three. Yeah, I don't
3: think I don't think the whole league needs to retire it, but I do think the Miami Heat need to step up and retire Pele's. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, I think they need to retire Teen Wolf's jersey. Mm-hmm. Um,
2: Se- whatever number Secretariat wore. Yeah, Secretariat. <laughs> that's
3: good. Just a silhouette of a horse. <laughs> uh, they need to hang a banner for Pitbull selling out the most shows. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I don't know that for a fact, but it's probably Pitbull, right? It's
4: got in yeah. Miami. Yeah,
3: yeah, it's or it's, it's Estefan. Yeah, it could Maybe be. Like it could be the sound the machine kissing.
6: <laughs>
4: <laughs> <laughs> we retired their relationship.
2: So we had a fake trade, a trade that everybody thought was real. Yeah, was briefly, real. everyone but thought like, it was there real. Was,
5: well, I, not everyone. Most of us knew that this <laughs> trade was not real. Who could have possibly Get, leaked this suggestion? You know, you, well, give give him the trade. Okay, it. it was Goran Dragic, uh, excellent point guard for the Miami Heat, for uh, Darren Collison, Correct. and Rudy Gay. Here's I mean, how you know a trade is fake, by the way the Sacramento Kings are winning it. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's a,
2: it's a shame it's not happening because I could see Rudy Gay's number being retired by the Miami Heat. Yeah, that's <laughs> true.
3: I could see Sam Hinkie's number being retired by the Sacramento Kings because of a condition of a trade they didn't realize. Like, <laughs> like, yeah, we had to send them five picks and then we had to retire Hinky's number. Like we did number not if into we, this trade at yeah, all. Yeah, we, we, we thought we had lottery protected this jersey retirement. <laughs>
4: Inky wins again.
2: So why would this have even made sense for Miami, I think is the question that we have to ask ourselves.
5: Uh, Here's my theory. Uh, It's that Pat Riley had decided to go full evil uh, this season. Uh, After what he did to Bosch, he was like, you know what? I'm going to bring a domestic violence guy (laughs) in. Like Could he's give. gonna give Darren Collison Bosch his
3: locker <laughs> yeah. just out of his <laughs> weird rage. I'm telling you he's still mad about the three P. <laughs> <laughs> Those guys failed him. Sean, Sean it's Keith this weird truth It's this GM version of the kill
5: bill. I mean, it certainly makes sense for the Kings, which is why clearly Vivek Ranadive is the person who leaked this trade. After his
3: amazing media forays with that USA Today interview. So crazy. What a liar. Nuts. (laughs) I'll just say it. I don't care. Roger Goodell, go ahead and suspend me. (laughs) Vivek is a liar.
4: Somehow
2: the league is still able to suspend. Yeah. We're, uh, Wait a Sandra minute. Sad to announce that uh, Sean will not be joining the Round Rock podcast. Yeah, yeah it's a it's a real shame, but uh, we're gonna carry on without him. He's
5: gonna uh, get an HBO show out of this. Maybe <laughs>
2: <Yeah. laughs> given every other Wednesday. Yeah, every other Wednesday.
3: All of my claims are not really that controversial. I believe you should put. The natural butter flavoring on your popcorn. (laughs) Hot
4: take. That's
3: why we can't. I believe you shouldn't bunt with one out and a run around second base.
2: (laughs) (laughs) It's too hot. I believe the designated hitter is an excellent idea. Okay, we should stop. I believe that rice is the perfect food. (laughs)
3: It's abundant. (laughs)
2: goes well with everything. You can put soy sauce on it. Okay, we gotta stop doing that, guys. Come on. All right, sorry. You get, you're gonna get me in That's trouble.
3: Dave's That's Dave's least true. favorite I, thing. I, it, yeah. it, it, there is <laughs> no Simmons's risk impression. at all for me to do this.
2: <laughs> it's, Sean is doing a Cousin Sal impression of Bill <laughs> That's true.
3: That's true. Much like many of my impressions, it is based on a superior impression. <laughs>
2: Oh, I just I really love uh, Rich Little's impression of Johnny Carson. Uh, So I just do Rich Little doing Johnny Carson. Well, that's
4: that's that's how most impressions work, right? Like one guy kind of figures out the angle and then everyone else is just doing his version of it.
3: Yeah, it's like Alec Baldwin's Trump.
4: Yes. (laughs) (laughs) Or it's like the definitive original.
2: Uh, Sorry, Kobe. I didn't mean that. Him uh, under the bus. Yeah, let's let's not talk about
3: it. Wow, another Philly. <laughs> <laughs> Philly's <laughs> legend. legends are Kobe disappearing. Ryan.
4: The original prince of Philly, Kobe Bryant. <laughs> no, the the real prince of Philly is Allen Iverson. That guy gets so much love. The prince is Allen Iverson, the king is Brian Dawkins. Like if you talk about any sports figures, everyone loves Allen Iverson, everyone loves Brian Dawkins. Like everyone else, there's like degrees or shades of how much people like them. And uh, McNabb is, like, way lower than he should be. But Brian Dawkins, and in
2: particular, Allen Iverson. Where does the cream cheese fall on the list of Philadelphia icons? You know what? Cream cheese,
4: I... Here's (laughs) the thing about cream cheese. I was fucking with you, and you're like, actually, I have been preparing this. (laughs) Tell me more about the cream cheese. It is bizarre. It's like a brand name, Philadelphia cream cheese. It's not like... Philadelphia is some, like, dairy hotbed where, like, the best cream cheese is made. Like, no, it's not uh, – Philadelphia shouldn't be associated with cream cheese. It's bizarre that it's called Philadelphia cream cheese. I mean, I guess it's probably made there, but I, you don't ever go to, like, Philadelphia and, like, oh, man, I, I got to go to that cream cheese place. Like, oh, man, it's the best – like, no, the cream cheese in the city of Philadelphia is not any better than anywhere else. Blind taste test, you couldn't tell the <laughs> difference between cream cheese. It shouldn't be associated S- with Philadelphia. So
2: what you're saying is I should not go to Philadelphia <laughs> and ask where to get the cream <laughs> yes. cheese.
4: You don't go, oh, hey, Where's guys. I get the cream cheese? Where's the
2: great cream cheese? This like, has gone off the rails, guys. <laughs> <laughs> this is, it's time to do our, our commercial. Oh, um, new sponsor this week. I, yeah, I don't know how I can follow all that cream cheese talk. Um, Hopefully
4: it's not Philadelphia cream cheese. <laughs> well,
2: that's funny that you may – no, it's not. Uh we are happy, very happy to welcome a new sponsor today. We have a s- new sponsor every week, but today is a special one. i got to ask, fellas, do you have any kids? Any kids at the table here? Any I d- children? I do not. No children?
3: Nope. Uh, not that I know of. I am <laughs> sterile, however.
2: <laughs> well, if you do have kids one day, like adopt or something, or if you've decided to start a youth movement together, you're going to want to check out Jaleel Okafor's Oakforts. Ooh. Made up of young, high-profile wood, these oak forts are going to eventually turn your backyard into a very exciting place to play.
5: Uh, that sounds pretty great. I've already got a barbecue, a hammock, some patio furniture. A wooden fort could be kind of cool.
2: Well, Joey, all that stuff is going to have to go. I'm sorry. At Jaleel Okafor's Oak Forts, they do a total teardown of your yard, selling off any assets that have any value whatsoever. So you can't have a truly elite play structure unless your yard is first (laughs) decimated, dug up, and covered in manure. Manure? Oh, yeah. Your yard is going to smell like shit
3: for years. Dave, what do these forts look like?
2: Glad you asked, Sean. First of all, there's a ton of built-in wooden seating.
3: Oh, good, because to me, oak forts are all about spending time on the bench.
2: And they have a really unique design. Every fort is divided into three separate areas that do not connect whatsoever, (laughs) each with its own special area in the middle.
3: So there's three centers? Are kids going to be able to play together?
2: Absolutely not. But you can always trade one center for a more complimentary swing set. Or a slide. I mean, they're all assets.
5: But why wouldn't they just give you the the slide in the first place, Dave?
2: Okay, look. I understand your question, but Okafor's Oakforts are still waiting for those pieces <laughs> to arrive from Europe. But in four or five short years, they should be able to offer a complete set. Hopefully.
3: Dave, are these Oakforts safe?
2: Well, I, protection is not the Oakfort's strong suit. In fact, there's a really good chance of a severe foot or knee injury.
5: That doesn't sound good.
2: I mean, it just means that your kids will have to return to a much stronger fort after sitting out for a year or two. And while your kid is injured, they'll send Elton Brand to your house. What does Elton Brand do at my house? Well, he mostly eats your food, takes up couch space, and tells weird stories about Corey Maggette.
3: I don't know about you, but I would gladly still pay full price for those forts, despite the poor, almost insulting level of entertainment that they provide.
2: Me too! And if you enter promo code Calangelo, they'll give you an oak <laughs> sapling as well.
3: An oak sapling? Man, as long as you wait 10 years or so, that tree could really be something.
5: Are they going to be selling well in the Christmas season?
2: I am almost positive that they'll be moving this Noel.
5: <laughs> this bums me out. I hate these oak forts.
2: <laughs> Jaleel Oakfors, oak forts. Not nearly as exciting as Carl Anthony's towns, but you're stuck with them. Thank you, Julia Okafor's Okafor's Oakforts. I'll be taking my uh, whatever podcast award they give out for great acting whenever you want to give it to me. Yeah. Thank the you, casties. The, cast the casties. The casties. I've never <laughs> yeah. felt like applauding after a live read, but
5: that <laughs> was really close. <laughs> well, thank you, thank you.
2: I thought I thought we handled <laughs> it nicely. We did Dramatic really reading. well. Dramatic reading. Yeah, yeah. There was a uh, tension. Uh, that built up throughout the whole thing. It was great.
5: I do hate Julia Lo <laughs> I do too. He sucks. <laughs> <laughs>
2: I've never been more excited about not drafting a person than uh, when the Lakers chose not to draft him. It was although
5: crazy. I was watching the Lakers last night speaking of that, uh, and I decided apropos of nothing that. Uh, D'Angelo Russell has the face of an NBA bust. That's oh, just what no. I decided looking at his, his face. face. Yeah, like the, the face-hair combination, just the way he looks, I'm like, that guy looks like a guy who's going to play on seven NBA teams and <laughs> disappoint them all. That is ridiculous. He, he doesn't help. have the game. I'm just saying his face. He, I, I have a I have a theory that by names and faces you can tell if an NBA guy is going to bust.
2: If anybody knows about <laughs> draft bus, it's a Golden State Warriors fan. Oh, for sure. That's why. <laughs> Got him.
5: That's why. That's, <laughs>
2: look. that's that's one point for me. Thank you.
5: There you go. Burn. Uh, no, that actually proves my knowledge, in fact. I know. Uh, it was, to, yeah. It was so I'm, only, I'm warning you. It was
2: not only a legitimate <laughs> um, fact that, that – but also a burn. Admit Fair that enough. It was Fair a, enough. Admit, Back to the Sixers. Admit, admit that it was a sick burn. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, wait,
4: Dave, you'd rather have D'Angelo Russell right now than Julio Okafor?
2: Yeah. What? Do you disagree? Uh, Yeah, I, I, I'm I optimistic about Okafor.
4: I, I, think, I think he can teach defense. His offensive game is pretty sick. Like, if you see his moves in the paint the way he – I don't know. Like, I think he's not a – Obviously, he's not. If you're talking about like franchise players, he's not your number one or two. But I think he's like could be a solid three, like a scoring. I don't know. You'd have to match him up with the proper big man. But I am interested to see how Okafor and Embiid plays with like Embiid as the true rim protector and Okafor as a guy who's just you know obviously not defensive specialty, but his offensive game is
5: pretty solid.
2: You can't shoot a jumper. Yeah, but he's the guy a very bad shooter. Is my problem. Yeah, I don't know. Hey, and Keen. he's got a bad attitude. Yeah.
5: Uh question a little for bit you. Of a negative yes. Wouldn't you rather have Kristaps Porzingis than both of those guys? Oh yeah, for sure. Yeah, okay, just checking. <laughs> All right. I mean,
2: no one is going to deny that he's very good at basketball. Uh Sean, yes. Since we have you on here and we're talking about Philly sports, tell me, you know, your personal connection to Philadelphia. Why you're such a big fan of Philadelphia sports. Oh. And uh, greatest Sixers moment in your in your, your life. Oh,
4: geez. Okay. Well, that one, uh, I mean, basically, I was just kind of brainwashed into liking Philadelphia sports by my family. My dad uh, and my mom, both from outside the Philadelphia area, moved around as a kid a little bit before we settled back outside Philadelphia. But my dad would just always take me to sports bars and watch games with him. So I just became – you know, like I would get – when I was a little kid, I would get Eagles Digest in the mail, which was just like (laughs) this like (laughs) printed – it's just like – it's literally (laughs) propaganda from the Eagles, and then it comes, and I remember the saddest I've ever been in life was when Reggie White signed with the Green Bay Packers, and I wrote him a letter saying that I thought God was wrong and that he should go to Philadelphia instead and stay there, and then he – came back with a signed headshot and it had a bible verse on it and i thought it was like oh yeah the bible's okay like and then i realized years later that it was just stamped on like Mm -hmm. he just sent everyone the same (laughs) auto bible verse signature so that was even more disappointing as far as my favorite Sixers moment, it's I mean
3: luckily be- he's dead now. Yeah. Yes.
4: And so you were right. You had your yeah. god
3: you and god yes. had your revenge on Reggie White god, in the end. God that was gave a, him, yeah, sweet punishment right. Yeah,
2: there. you gave him the
4: heads up to go to Green Bay but <laughs> not that sleep apnea would kill him in his sleep. <laughs>
5: He's a, he works in mysterious ways. How long is Eagles? How, like how many pages is Eagles Digest?
4: Oh, it was like a solid like forty pages and of it's just like inside the railroads Rhodes defense. Monthly? It's <laughs> it was weekly. It was it was weekly. weekly? Yes.
2: <laughs> was it printed on glossy paper? No, it was printed on
4: like news. You're like basically like kind of like an Auto Trader but smaller and folded <laughs> up, yeah. and it would come and it would come like a. W- Cause I was living in Colorado, my dad was in the Air Force, and it would come like a week, at, like the preview would be, we- it would be like a mm-hmm. week and a half behind. <laughs> so it'd be like Eagles' offense expected to shine against the Cowboys, and they had, like, I get it the Tuesday after they had already gotten destroyed. So it was, it was a rough time, but uh, Eagles Digest was a staple.
5: The humor pieces by Vince Papale were <laughs> delightful, though. <laughs>
4: Yes, one-on-one on one with uh, Tony Danza, the place-kicking, <laughs> garbage-picking, field-goal- Or No, garbage-picking, field-goal-kicking, Philadelphia Eagle. Uh,
2: why are Philadelphia sports fans such dicks?
4: You know, that is a uh, – well, see, here's the thing. They're now – they've turned into uh, super-sensitive people because now, it, now it's like, everyone thinks we're dicks, okay? We're not dicks. And it's, they've, they're angry – listen – Like everyone who's angry, the anger is misplaced. There is (laughs) an inferiority complex with the city of New York where we're always kind of seen as like, oh, you know, not the greatest city, it's New York, and now Boston has all their championships, and we're just sitting on the sideline waiting for an Eagles Super Bowl. It is weird. It will be weird when the Eagles do eventually win a Super Bowl under Carson Wentz, which I believe will happen. And my uncle said we're going to walk down the streets and know that we are champions. So I think there's – there's that like uh, inferiority complex, and anytime you get an argument with like giants fans like, "Oh, we've dominated you for four years, you know you guys haven't won a game, and then they'll be like, "Well, we won two Super Bowls, and then you can't you have no comeback, and then that just goes into your locker of anger inside, and then eventually that boils over, and you, you throw a bottle at someone. <laughs> so it's just misplaced anger. if the Eagles win a Super Bowl. I genuinely think the city of Philadelphia will have an identity crisis because I don't know what – like, it, it's a part of who a lot of people are is just to be perpetually pissed off. And, like, having that claw removed from the paw uh, of the Eagles and the Philadelphia city psyche I think will be really interesting to see how they would handle a Super Bowl victory. If you mention football one more time, Joe, going <laughs> to kick your ass. I and – and the competitive spirit of uh, listen, and again, that's why you said the best Sixers moment. The best Sixers moment to me was two thousand one championship where they won against the Lakers. Mm-hmm. They won that one game. Uh, you know, <laughs> they w- they won that one. Well, they well, <laughs> it was the ultimate David and Goliath, and you got AI with just his little slingshot taking down Goliath, and like. That's what Philadelphia loves, the spirit of just like, hey, we're small or whatever, but just like this perpetual just ball-busting intensity. And that's what Iverson embodied, and that's why I was so against the tank and so angry at it. And me and my brother would just angrily text back and forth like, this tank is destroying (laughs) everything. This is so bad. This is so horrible. I just hated it from uh, just like you can't intentionally lose. It goes against – it's like the same way with Trump when they're like, well, if if you don't want us to do it, you should change the rules, Hillary. It's like, no, that's not the attitude a winner – a true winner has. Like, no, you go out there and you try and win every fucking game. Why? Because that's the point of playing a game is to try and win, not this long con of like, oh, beating out and you got your numbers and your graphing calculator and looking at percentages. I hate all that (laughs) stuff. You know, like it's about showing up to the court, playing as hard as you can and then winning the game. And yet you okay? Yeah, you you suck. And then you get better picks, but to like yeah. go out of your way to suck even
2: harder.
5: Rocky Balboa didn't lose to Apollo no! Creed using math. <laughs> no. Right. So
2: are you saying you hate nerds? Um, <laughs> I don't want to. Like <laughs> Philadelphia is really anti-nerd, and Sam Hinkey was the worst GM for a city like that. He
4: was an arrogant nerd too, and that's what people hate. Like everyone who listens to Philadelphia sports talk, it, they feel like they're a part of the team. That's why they say we. And a lot of, a lot of uh, cities have that. It's like, we, us, we should do this. We should do that, blah, blah, blah. And Sam Hankey was just, like, in his, like, mad laboratory, not letting anyone look at his secrets. Like, hey, you guys don't know. And, and being, like, real condescending. Like, you read that letter that he sent off, like, as his resignation? Mm-hmm. It was the most, like, condescending piece of garbage. Like,
5: uh, Oh, we're going to get to that uh, letter. Uh, yeah, don't worry. And
4: <laughs> it just, I, I read the whole thing, and I was just <laughs> wanted to punch the guy in the face. And then, yeah, he... They did get the number one pick. Okay, fine, um, but it, I still don't like the message it sends to the sport. I don't like just that idea that you're just going to be the worst team for a lot of years. It's gonna, to me, it's gonna tarnish it a little bit if they do end up playing really well, and and also like look at the East. Are you gonna beat LeBron James this year? No. All right, so then what? You just concede eight seasons until LeBron James is out of the East? <laughs> what? That's no way that to actually live. It your... makes perfect sense. <laughs> yeah,
2: yeah, that's the only way to go about building a championship in the Eastern Conference is just be like, well, when he retires, it won't be so bad. But you want? It just seems
3: like you're still charging full price for admission. That's the yes. thing, and and for for years you're doing this, and you you already have the TV. Like, how do you think you feel if you're the cable network? That's carrying the 76ers Comcast, games. yeah. Comcast, like I would feel cheated. I would I would demand a rebate. Like, okay, well, we're just going to tank these television broadcasts, and we, we'll pay you your full rights fees when you guys are ready to compete. <laughs> mm-hmm. But
2: that opens up a whole can of worms for broadcasters when you say, well, you know, we're going to only do our job based on how well you do your job. I mean, if, if that was the case, then the kings wouldn't even be on television are they on television <laughs> yeah, they have a they have a tv uh deal and it's, it's like a ham radio <laughs> setup right like it's no, there's a guy he describes the action and then draws it it's mm-hmm. sort picture of like a picture book like a court reporter <laughs> that guy's king's making digest. sound effects <laughs> like like a, <laughs> <laughs> the sound of shoes squeaking stauskas 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 Sorry. stauskas, uh, stauskas. Uh, all right. Sauce <laughs> Castillo
5: goes good oh. on the cheesesteak. <laughs> <laughs> sauce Castillo, the best kind of sauce.
2: <laughs> Does, do you know about
5: Sauce Castillo? No. Joey, please explain. So Nick Stauskas, yes. uh, who's on the Sixers. Yes. Um, two guard of the future. Yeah, two guard of the future. <laughs> Who, again, another argument
4: between me and my brother. I said he is not a good shooter, and he will not help the team.
5: Yeah, but you got so many picks for him. Right. I, mean,
4: <laughs> I, I, I get the building value thing, but he, it was an argument about yeah. whether or not he was going to be good. His and I said he would not. His
5: rookie year, uh, closed caption, accidentally posted that his name was Sauce Castillo. <laughs> and so now he has the greatest name in sports currently. Nickname in sports, Sauce Castillo. Yeah, So good. That's so awesome. I wish he was a good player. Yes, because it would so be so fucking tight. <laughs> I want to buy Sauce Castillo merch.
2: <laughs> that would be a sweet custom jersey. It's a it's a name that's so cool. Yeah, it's
1: just not right that yeah. we have to. Waste it's like it an on
5: and, and one mixtape name.
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh, Sauce Castillo, he's making it spicy. <laughs> <laughs> he's ended it up.
3: It's a real lesson, actually, though that, that getting Sacramento Kings draft picks and trades are great. Trading for guys they actually chose, bad, bad not guess. good, because yeah, then you, know. you get your Jimmers, yep. your Stouts, your Thomas Robinsons, your Thomas Robinsons.
2: Well, I mean, well, Willie Cauley Stein's going to be good, right? Yeah,
5: I mean, maybe. I, think so. I actually think Cauley Stein's good. Just it's pointless to have him on that team. Let's because th- he's like a guy you want on a good team. Of course. Yeah. How do you feel about Willie Colley Stein's name
3: uh vis-a-vis being a draft bust?
5: Uh he sounds like a uh like a 10-year role player. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Um, oh, I can see that. Yeah.
3: yeah.
2: Let's talk about a player who is good. Joel Embiid. Yes. Yeah. 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 Finally. Yeah. The Process. That's <laughs> also a great nickname. Yeah.
5: Also a good nickname. Did you
2: know that he's calling himself The Process now?
5: Yes, that is amazing. I
2: It's here's the thing when you're funny as an
4: athlete. It's dangerous, right? Because Mm -hmm. if you're if you're like funny and like, oh, he's joking around. I love this guy. And for two years, you just saw like funny tweets and like cool videos of him dunking shirtless. And it's just setting up. And if he didn't deliver and now now you get to see the product and he looks good. But if you're like funny and then you go out and you're horrible that you're just going to make it that much worse. But he's funny and he's good. Like what is not? To, what do you not like about Joel Embiid? The guy, big man who can hit threes, free throws, like his post moves. He's all over the place. He's blocking shots. Like he's a guy to get excited about.
3: I, ha- I have to say, I am also suspicious of the funny basketball player because it's it's all fun and games. It's yes. great, and then you're he's in he's in videos. He's he's really good at tweeting, mm-hmm. and then he punches the team's equipment manager in the face <laughs> and breaks yeah. his hand, or he brings a, a bunch gun of to guns the, to, to the, the locker, locker room. room. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> like, like, I don't yes. think Joel Embiid's going to do that. I'm just saying he seems like a gentle giant. Yeah,
4: he does. But yes, you are you. You just m- gave me a heart attack thinking of him, like, knocking out an equipment manager. <laughs> <laughs> and then, It'll uh, just be Stauskas, though. Yeah, that, yeah, that, yeah, he, and everybody will be
2: like, thank you. God, <laughs> punch that guy. <laughs> As someone who works with a funny athlete, yes, um, I want to see if maybe we can come up with a show that you could write for Joel Embiid that would also be on Nickelodeon. As a companion piece to Crash Leaves. Oh wow. Okay. Sean, any ideas? A show for Joel Embiid.
5: Uh give me a second.
2: Joey, <laughs> anything.
5: I also need a second. You <laughs> right. really sprung this on us without uh any warning. Well, luckily for you guys, I have an idea. <laughs> it's a long way to set up your own idea.
2: <laughs> <laughs> so you've you've seen the show Guts, correct? Yes.
5: Mm-hmm. Global Guts. Late period Guts.
2: Guts. Starring Joel Embiid.
5: (laughs) Is he
3: the host or does he compete in the aggro, Craig? Because I don't (laughs) think his contract allows him.
2: So he's competing, but he's also the host. Oh, He's like the final boss battle at the end of a video game. Mm. So if you're able to compete uh, well enough, then you get to play whatever Guts game against Joel Embiid.
5: Ooh, ooh,
2: I like that. Joel Embiid, do you have do you have Joel Embiid's guts? Are you smarter than Joel Embiid? Is <laughs> another idea. And that at the
5: the end of it, uh, they drink Shirley Temples. Well, yeah, of right? course. I mean, yeah. that's, that's <laughs> yeah. the only prize. It? <laughs> l- all you d- can drink Shirley, Shirley Temples. Temples. <laughs> all you can drink Shirley Temples. That's
3: uh, I think that's that's a pretty good concept.
2: Mm-hmm. It's going to be tough to beat. Well, the thing about it is it's already a, this, a show. I just took <laughs> a show. <laughs> you just added a different added And then I Joel uh-huh. to the show. Yeah, I, yeah. I feel like that would work for most shows. Like Seinfeld. Yes, but well, it's Joel, Joel Embiid and <laughs> instead of Kramer. Oh, Joel
3: Embiid. Yeah. That would is be your, perfect. Your that would actually be great.
4: And instead of sliding in the door, his thing would just be like walking into the door frame every time he hits his head. Like that's his entrance. I thought it'd Seinfeld's. be cooler if he like kicked the door down. Oh, okay. Yeah,
2: yeah, like yeah, like yeah, he yeah. was kind of a badass Kramer. You know what I mean? Uh, or uh, Friends, but I- instead of Gunther, it's <laughs> Joel Embiid as the coffee <laughs> shop guy. <laughs> yeah. Just I like it. That's the only change. Other than that, it's still Friends. Um, Does
3: he have a crush on Rachel?
2: <laughs> I mean, I don't know if I don't know if America's ready for an interracial couple <laughs> mm-hmm. on Friends at that point in the '90s because it is Joel oh, and B from mm-hmm. today. Yeah, yeah. In 1997, right. so that complicates matters a little bit. But yeah. Central yeah.
5: Perk would serve way more Shirley Temples <laughs> than they did previously. I've been Five trying Shirley to get
2: Temples. coffee here at this place, and it's they don't serve it's it It's
5: just Shirley Temples. <laughs> <laughs> Could like, I be any more diabetic? <laughs> <laughs>
2: Can't even get a Roy Rogers. No, just Shirley Temples. What uh, if he
3: did – I mean, I was kind of thinking, like, in the Nickelodeon vein, what if it was, like – a reboot of Hey Dude, but it was just called Hey Dude, I think that's Joel Embiid. (laughs) Just different
4: people going, Hey Dude, I'm pretty sure that's Joel Embiid. And And just him denying it. He's like, no
3: man, I'm a ranch hand. (laughs) (laughs) I don't remember
4: ranch hands being seven feet tall. Are you
3: going to ride that horse? I'm not allowed to because of my contract. As a ranch hand.
4: (laughs) And remember how Bud always tried to ride his skateboard, but he couldn't because there was Uh no sidewalks. Joel has that similar problem. He's always trying to dribble, but it's like dirt roads, and he's got no... And he's like, oh, oh man. <laughs> Foiled again. Are you sure you're not Joel Embiid? 100% positive. <laughs> 100%.
3: I'm, I'm definitely not. Why are you dunking all that farm equipment? Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> Get out of here. Uh, uh, salute Jaleel uh, Okafor shorts. Come mm-hmm, on.
4: Yeah. What? <laughs> him? And then, like, that's the opening title sequence. Like, his gigantic shorts being raised on the flagpole. Mm-hmm. That's just in him involved in like camp hijinks,
2: come on. One more.
5: I have one. Oh, go for it. Uh it's uh a prank show oh, where yes. he's in costume. Yes. But he only pranks Sam Hinky. <laughs> <laughs> every single time. Yeah. He hides outside of Sam Hankey's house, <laughs> and he's like, "Boom! My knee is hurt." Just kidding! I'm out of here. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna go play for the team that yeah. fired you, <laughs> <laughs> or you—you you were forced out. Sorry. And it's
3: called "Don't trust the process." <laughs> it'll betray your trust. <laughs> <sighs> uh,
2: on that note, we—I believe you have some. some
5: uh, I have a game. Ooh. let's let's All play right. this game. Uh, this game is called Hinky. Or not Hinky? Okay. Uh, we mentioned. Uh, I mean, Sean mentioned uh, Sam Hinky's thirteen-page resignation letter <laughs> earlier, which to me read like a manifesto. Oh, that was manifesto. So what I have is I have quotes from the Hinky letter oh, and God. quotes from other famous manifestos, <laughs> and you guys this have to great. decide: is it Hinky or not Hinky? Okay. All right. Uh, first one. Let's go with. The illusion of control is an opiate, though. Nonetheless, it is annoyingly necessary to get comfortable with many grades of maybe. Is that hinky or not hinky? I'm saying hinky. Sean is correct. Yes. Or Keen is correct. Okay. Oh, Keen, yeah. Keen. So one point goes to Keen. I mean, we oh, could not have turns? booked a guess no, with a more t- similar I, I think, no, name. No, I think you just, whoever yells it out okay. first gets the oh, point. All right, fair enough. All right. Um... Let's go with temporal and geographical alienation are forbidden. Not yep. Hinky Green. Not Hinky. That is correct. That is from Dogma ninety five. That was actually the ultimate tank uh-huh. job from Harmony Quarry. <laughs>
3: <laughs> I was
2: for the first quote. I was going to say Karl Marx, <laughs> but I guess it was it was Sam Hinky. That's yeah. also troubling. in the in the second <laughs> <Yeah>. round. <it laughs>
3: Uh, in the second round of the 2014 draft, Sam Hinkie accidentally drafted Lars von Trier. <laughs> he, he thought but he was... The joke's
2: on him. He doesn't fly. Yeah. So he was, he'll never, he's euro-stashed at the moment permanently. Yeah, he's permanently... <laughs> <laughs>
5: uh, this approach, like many that create value, isn't popular, particularly locally. But it's also nothing new. Just the same typeface bolded. Hinky. Yeah, that is uh, hinky. That was obvious. That was <laughs> classic. Very. <parody. laughs> talking you're about popular, You're shortcuts. all wrong. <laughs> all right. Um, in proportion thereof, as the repulsiveness of the work increases, the wage decreases. Not hinky. Oh, not no. hinky. That is correct. That is from The Communist Manifesto oh, by Karl Marx. Yeah, that was Just Karl Marx. Classic yeah. manifesto right there. There
2: was, there was something... Almost Marxian about Henke, I feel like. Yeah. Marx is a big tanker.
5: Uh,
4: (laughs) (laughs) Trying to tank (laughs) capitalism. Good luck, you pinko.
3: (laughs) You have nothing to lose but your chains, and we are going to lose 60 to 70 chains a year for the
5: foreseeable future. The occupying
4: force won't know what to do. (laughs) The global capitalist society will grind to a halt if we all stop working and Tank.
5: When an individual doesn't fit into the system, it causes pain to the individual as well as problems for the system. I'm saying not Hinky. That is from the Unabomber's manifesto. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, that's, <laughs> I was <laughs> gonna go definitely Hinky. I was on the fence.
3: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because yeah, I'm like, really? <gasps> Brent Brown kind of oh, like, likes a team Hickey. concept. Well, you know what?
4: That the difference was between Hinky and the Unabomber. The Unabomber showed empathy there, which I <laughs> don't think. <laughs> Hinky, that's that's the deciding factor. He cared. The, the Unabomber's mistake was he cared too much.
3: It's also it, kind of concise. Yeah. And that's yes. not really Hinky style. Uh-huh. No. Uh,
5: call me old-fashioned, but sometimes the optimal place for your light is hiding directly under a bushel. Oh, that's hinky. That is hinky. Yes. yes. Correct. Bushel's, <laughs> bushel's a hinky word. It was either
2: hinky or Chris Dorner. <laughs> One of
5: the two. Atul Gawande, a surgeon at Brigham and <laughs> Women's Hospital in Boston, remains, from afar, one of my favorite l- reads. Hinky. Yeah, correct. <laughs> he's <a>
6: trying <laughs> to appear smarter <laughs> than everyone. <laughs> what an be asshole. asshole.
3: Jesus. He's, God, what is going to happen to that guy? <laughs> he's going to end up moving to a
2: cabin in Wyoming and growing uh-huh. a very large beard.
3: <laughs> yeah, he's going to leave his family
5: because he's like, I've got to tank this marriage, <laughs> reboot with some All right. kids with more potential. <laughs> For salamanders, regeneration after injury, such as the loss of a limb, involves regrowth of structure and restoration of function with the constant possibility of twinning or other odd topographical productions I'm at the site not of not hinky. <laughs> yeah. Correct. That's from the Cyborg Manifesto. <laughs> 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 but it, does, it is a fitting metaphor. Yeah, oh, the, that's the why players. I that's why I chose it. It ended with we require regeneration, not rebirth. <laughs> 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 you got any more of those? Oh, I mean, I, he I, is a cyborg. Yeah. That is often uncomfortable. Most growth is. But it's also often healthier over the longer sweep of history, too. Hinky. Well, that is also yeah, hinky. Yeah. <laughs> All right. And you should f- turn
3: these into a hink piece. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
5: We're finding your way through a labyrinth of ignorance requires you to first open a door into a room of understanding. One that by its very existence has new doors to new rooms with deeper insights lurking behind them.
2: Hinky. That is also
5: hinky. Dave is our I'm a runaway of winner of oh, hinky or not hinky. Fire. Yeah. Wow, no that Dorner, was awesome. Huh? That labyrinth. No, wine. Dorner. I did. The one with ha- the surgeons
3: the worst, right? <laughs> yeah. yeah, that was awful. From afar, I admire the work of a medical how, dog. Like, how get else out you, of here. How
4: else do you enjoy a random medical writer like <laughs> by hanging out over her shoulder? Like, what? No, of course you're from afar. That's how reading uh, works goes. Like, what? I've been from admi- afar,
2: I've been admiring you from afar. Is what it, are you like a? When,
5: res- yeah, when
3: researching doctors to sign off on these bullshit year-ending injuries, I came across the work of this accomplishment. <laughs>
2: <laughs> I think there's an actual fire up there. Up the, up the hill. That's not good. Oh, damn. Uh,
3: let's
2: not what let's a metaphor <laughs> for... <laughs> let's not ruin <laughs> any metaphor momentum. for the Sixers. Uh... Sean uh, put together some questions.
3: Oh, yeah. I have. This is just going to be rapid fire. Yeah. This is uh, what I'm calling the Philly Flurry. Ooh. Flurry is spelled with a PH. <laughs> um, I'm going to ask just a couple of quick questions. Um, number one, is the Wells Fargo Center built on a graveyard full of foot bones? <laughs> yes. Okay. Uh, will Nerlin's Noel return as team captain, or will he be unseated by Hollis Thompson and Robert Covington?
4: <sighs> uh, he will not be team captain, but I, I don't know about Covington.
5: They're going to trade him, right? Noel's
4: got to be the guy that moves, right? Like there's no – and he, it's like he was odd man out and he has an attitude problem. They, again, the issue with Sam Hinkie, it's like, yeah, you, cre- uh, you got these assets, but they're all similar assets, which immediately depreciates their value mm-hmm. in a league that's depreciating the big men's value to begin with. So, yes – Nerland Zoell is going to be a free agent next year, so I don't know what you think you can get for him, but he would be the guy I would trade. I would I would still give Okafor time.
3: Yeah, you know who else drafted a couple guys at high picks at the exact same position? Matt Millen. Yeah.
4: <laughs> the old Matt Millen strategy, just keep drafting wide receivers, baby. Yeah.
3: Um, okay. How do you feel about the trustworthiness of the process?
4: Oh, wow, that's a deep question because uh the trustworthiness of the process, hmm, I I guess I, d- I I trusted that it would eventually work. I just hated that idea. So, in a w- in a weird way, there was a trust there that like, hey, we're gonna suck. Here's how we're gonna do it, and they did that, and it looks like it's kind of worked out. Um, so yeah, I guess it is trustworthy. But I, I again, I think it's it's just diametrically opposed to what Philly's about. So yeah. That's my beef with it.
3: Okay. Um, what athlete have you booed the most in your life?
4: Oh, man. That is a, that is a good question. I, it would have to be – I guess it would have to be Troy Aikman because the <laughs> booing – not only it's gone from the years of booing him during games, but booing him in the booth as well. So it's just – you know, we're like now I don't really see Emmett Smith as much. Michael Irvin is just a, a court jester at this point. Mm-hmm. With his, did you guys hear what he said about Ezekiel Elliott? No. He said uh, when he hears Ezekiel Elliott talking about the about running the ball, it gets him so excited he needs to be by himself
2: in the bathroom. Like it's a holy. <laughs> <what's> Ezekiel <laughs> Elliott makes him want to masturbate. That's what he was implying. Yes. I didn't know I had so much in common with Michael. <laughs> <laughs> er- <laughs> I know. Uh,
4: that's why they call we it fantasy football, bro.
5: <laughs> we should go around with that question, though. That's a good question. Dave, oh. what athlete have you booed the most?
2: Oh, boy. Um. Jesus oh, is tough. Uh, Jonas Suspettis, I've been booing a lot. Oh, Daniel Murphy. Daniel oh. Murphy is 100% the most horrific <laughs> ba- baseball okay. athlete because not only is he uh, just destroyed my team year after year, he's also a homophobe. So he's out. Just yes. can't stand him.
5: So Dave started watching sports three years ago. Three Good years to know. <laughs> All right, I, I in, guess, in I at I Shea Stadium. <laughs> I, haven't,
2: I haven't needed. So I haven't needed to boo anybody. You know? That's a fair oh, point. Because uh, Kobe a- Bryant
5: <laughs> is one hundred percent mine. That's oh. too bad. Kobe Bryant is the athlete I have booed the most in shame. my life. I wish that you could come <laughs> for and, the longest come into
2: come into the light <laughs> with me. He's a very booable <laughs> character. It's so beautiful <laughs> over here,
3: Sean. Um, we're talking about, like, in-person booing, right? Yeah, yeah. Because I, I have a weird, like, like, I don't know, an odd Carl Malone vendetta. <laughs> that mostly, the mailman! That mostly <laughs> takes place, like, through the internet, like, uh-huh. going out of my way to slam him for no <laughs> reason. <laughs> um, But in person, I mean, he's definitely not an athlete, but it would be Tommy Lasorda, probably. Okay. But he's he's the We're opposite of an athlete. <laughs> I that mean, he's true. oh another homophobe too. Oh, yeah, yeah. He's <laughs> <all> <laughs> homophobe. <laughs> Abandoned his gay son. Uh,
2: oh, I, I was at the game last night, Dodger game, and mm-hmm. he he looked like a, a corpse. They had to they had to remind him that he was on on uh, on camera. Oh. He was just sort of like because he's just in the hospital. He's he's,
3: dead he's dead. old. He's too. very old. So that's I mean. I don't. I don't really wish him any ill will. So I guess for players, it's probably. I want to say Oral Hersheiser. Ooh, like he mm. was on the Dodgers long enough, and then he played for the Indians, so he would come to Oakland. And uh, yeah,
2: how I, he seems so unhatable to me. He's the like bulldog man. Come on.
3: He's like his name is Oral Hershiser. He's like. <laughs> It's he a did a he name. did a commercial for Johnson's baby shampoo where he said he showered six or seven times a day. That's weird.
2: No, it's <laughs> it's, it's good hygiene. I mean, I think he
3: probably had obsessive compulsive disorder and no one knew it. <laughs> and so Tommy the sort of, is like, "You're the bulldog. You know how bulldog will sink his teeth into something and not let go. That's you unlocking and locking your locker." <laughs> I have a
4: serious mental issue. You sure do, Bulldog. Won't let it go. You sure
3: do. We're pitching you on short rest. (laughs) But I'm on a very strict schedule. I have to. (laughs) Yeah. All right, Um, Sean, back to the Philly Flurry. Sorry, the Philly Flurry. The Philly (laughs) Flurry has slowed down a little bit. Um, Can we talk about practice? No, we
4: can't. No. We can't Uh, talk about practice. We were
3: talking about uh, practice. We're not going to talk anymore about practice. Um and the last question oh oh sorry two questions left fuck mary kill sam hinkey charlie manuel andy reed
4: ooh okay
2: that's like the philadelphia uh mount rushmore <laughs> <laughs> wow uh well let's see i would okay
4: i would kill sam hinkey just cuz there's a lot of lot of built up anger there i would marry uh charlie because he is a winner Mm-hmm. and that's someone you want to settle down with a guy with a ring and then i would uh, I would fuck andy reed because he's fucked me so many times so yeah. that's,
3: that's, that's <laughs> the correct <laughs> answer also you know it would what would happen is you you'd get ready you'd be about <laughs> to have sex with andy reed and he'd realize he he run out of time <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so you wouldn't have to have sex you with would, them you very would burn his time out yeah. during
4: the love making no I could I could see us about to have sex and then just go ah oh, we just had both had a big meal and then not actually go through with it <laughs> right like ah oh, let's just go to sleep we're both tired we had yeah. a huge dinner did
2: you know Andy Reid is from Los Angeles yes Have you ever seen a person who looks like Andy (laughs) Reid in Los Angeles?
3: I mean, like Wilford Brimley in a movie. Yeah.
2: Yeah. He's not from here, Wilford Brimley. No, he does not seem like your
4: typical Los Angeles person, but... He has, like, strong, really strong opinions about local L.A. hamburger places. Uh, of course I he the, does. I read his profile. <laughs> and,
2: uh, yeah, no, he went to high school here. He, he grew up here. But you're right. He doesn't seem like an L.A. guy at all. I've never seen a mustache like that in Los Angeles that was not a joke. No. That was like, I'm going to grow a mustache.
4: An earnest mustache, a guy with that waistline. With that eating habits is a
2: rare occurrence in the city of Los Angeles. I know. It's it's a shame. I hope I get to see him walking around town one day. <laughs> yeah, they play the Rams. Oh, hell yeah. Sorry, no more football. Oh, that's talks. right. That's right. I only have jo- one, one more literally question. literally fuming at, right
3: now. No, one more <laughs> question. We're done with the Philly Flurry. Where are you going to watch the climactic Game 5 of the WNBA Finals?
4: Oh, um, I will watch it at the gym. I uh, <laughs> I tried to. I actually went to the gym the other day and I tried to switch on the Dodgers game. And this like uh, seventy-five-year-old guy was like, "No, it's Sparks time." <laughs> I'm go, okay. And then, I, <laughs> and then I watched the Sparks with this guy on the elliptical machine. Who was really old. He was getting into it, and uh, yeah,
2: oh they look good. You know, it's funny. Uh, uh I say it's Sparks time right before I orgasm. <laughs> <laughs>
5: When you're thinking about Ezekiel Elliott, Sparks! The Sparks time! It's time. <laughs> <laughs> Feels good, guys. Feels
3: it's good. uh, it is. It's gonna be a good game. Yeah, I, I wish d- I could. I I do. I was thinking the Sparks would be the LA team that I could get behind. Actually, I feel like I could just start rooting for the LA Kings in hockey very easily. They're
2: terrible this year, so.
3: I mean, that's what I'm used to. At yeah. least they're not Trishy. the Sharks. <laughs> <laughs> uh, one, oh. one uh, but but I just I love the Lynx. I love the Minnesota Lynx. You're crazy, man. It's I love
2: my M- Moore. This is a Sparks house, man. Get <laughs> out of here. I'm sorry. I actually yeah. went to the playoffs. I I'm a Tarazi playoffs.
5: man, personally. Yeah,
2: whatever. We, we should do a whole special <laughs> episode just about the WNBA, because I have a lot of takes about
5: that. But
3: uh, the last game of the season... Is tonight when we're recording this, yeah. so we might not be able to get
5: it. In. I mean, to be fair, we did start this podcast uh, during during the, the WNBA, season, yeah, yeah, during the of uh, the NBA off season. So, oh, that's true. Well, yeah, doing yeah. <laughs> yeah, a lot look lot of forward scanning. to WNBA you know, free agency and the draft.
4: A, yeah, there's a lot of uh, opportunity if you're a gambler for WNBA. Action. I've heard because that. the. You know the uh, misogynistic world of sports gambling. No one's doing the deep research you need to uh, mm-hmm. really crack some of these lines, and the the limits are small because there's not a lot of action in the WNBA. But if you like, as far as undervalued markets in the gambling marketplace, WNBA, no joke, because just guy, there's not as much traditional information out there. Mm-hmm. So if you like, go out of your way to track it down and look it up and do some of the like the deep sabermetrics looks. I'm sure there's really a ton of value betting on
5: it. Maybe that's where Hinky's gonna go now. Mm-hmm. Is he's gonna become a professional WNBA gambler that's with his process? <laughs> that is I think he's gonna make an
3: esports team
5: tank. Yeah,
3: not <laughs> understanding how it works.
4: It's a rebuilding year for my Call of Duty. team. Yeah, we got
5: we just got slapped down. Yeah, I but actually. Sean just reminded me he hosts the sports gambling podcast. That's correct. I oh want to yeah, ask you should definitely him. Definitely check that out. Uh, any good NBA bets our listeners should be uh, looking at?
4: Oh, well, we'll be doing a uh, on Monday, so it'll come out Tuesday AM tip off for the NBA season. We'll be doing a season win total, breaking all the down the mm-hmm. win totals. Um, I don't know. I was kind of as far as the Sixers win total, I was kind of leaning over the Simmons thing really put a hamper on it. Yeah. I, I still think – I think it's down to like 66 or 66 and a half from 68. I, I still think Golden State hits are over. As crazy as mm-hmm. it sounds, yeah. I don't see this team losing 17 games. Like it's just – I think they're going to th- – I got them going like 68 and 14 just because they're really awesome. Like you can talk chemistry all you want, but if you watch any of those preseason games, like the way they space you out – Is just going to be impossible to guard like Kevin Durant's going to get wide open looks or Clay Thompson or Steph Curry. So it's got it's one of those guys is going to have really good looks like and for a regular season. It's going to be, yeah, 68 and 14 at least. So I actually it sounds crazy, but I think you got to take the over there.
3: Yeah. Joey and I also love the Charlotte over.
5: Oh, okay. What's that? And I think it's at 39 and a half. That's interesting. It's really low. And then I love, I always love the nuggets over every year.
4: Yeah. The nuggets. That's a, um, as far as like a a cool little gambling tip, it's not as good as it used to be, but it's still like consistently a winner is to take uh, the Utah jazz when they're playing a team on a back-to-back in the second night. So, like, let's say someone played in uh, Phoenix, and then they have the Jazz the mm-hmm. next night. Always take the Jazz, because the Jazz have a secret high elevation. Like, mm-hmm. no one factors in. Everyone, when you play Denver on a back-to-back, That uh, the elevations worked into the line. But, like, Utah, for some reason, people don't do the math. It's still, like, 4,800 feet. You're still going to get gas, especially on the second game of a back-to-back. So, take the Jazz uh, in those situations. I think their win total is a little high still, but... Uh, but, yeah, Bet the Jazz uh, going against back-to-backs.
2: I have one gambling novice question for you. Sure. Can you please explain what a three-team teaser is? <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it sounds profane, but it's, I know it's not. It's
5: Ezekiel so. Elliott, <laughs> Andy <laughs> Reid. Oh, my God. <laughs> and the Sparks. It's the <laughs> entire it's team. <laughs>
4: it's the 76ers and the Eagles and not winning championships. <laughs> uh, no, so it's basically it's kind of a sucker's bet, but, like, for NFL – Sounds <laughs> perfect for me. <laughs> Tell me more. NFL, generally you would do, like, a say a three-team teaser. You could move the line usually like six or six-and-a-half points. So let's say, uh, like this week, I uh, like the Chiefs laying six-and-a-half at home. You put them in a the teaser, then they're even, right? So instead of winning, they have to win by six-and-a-half. They just have to win outright. So you do that to three games. The catch is you have to win all three games. It's tough in the NFL because uh, seventy percent of the time, the team that you're going to tease, you're going to move the line. They'll win anyways. So really, in the NFL, you're just better off betting like, and even NBA regular season, especially, just betting single games versus like teasing them all together because you're just giving yourself more opportunity to be screwed, mm-hmm. in my opinion. Um, that they're kind of, and also generally anytime the book offers some exotic option it's just a way for them to like cut down the odds a little bit so you a three team teaser you can bet 100 to win 180 but really the true odds should be a little bit higher but they'll they'll give you the adjusted line it's a way for them to make a little bit of money and to give you like oh you move the line three on three different games a full touchdown almost you're like oh they're, they they got to keep it by this close or they're going to win, but they might not cover. So it's it's kind of just a trick. I would stay away from three-team teasers. I'm going to stay away from
2: gambling in <laughs> general. I wouldn't recommend that because it's really exciting.
5: You love a slot machine, I though. do love a good slot. Yeah. I mean,
2: that's, <laughs> but that's easy. I just press some buttons and some diamonds fall on a monitor.
5: Mm-hmm. It's beautiful. S- but
2: sports gambling for me has been the way I've uh, – I mean, for me,
4: that's only – like in Vegas, that's the way you survive is by going to the sportsbook otherwise because if i'm just left alone to my own devices i'll just go to a craps table or blackjack table and get murdered if i if there's a sportsbook option like nba playoffs are awesome time to be out there march madness awesome time as football sundays because then it's like okay i can place three bets and be sitting there for like nine hours and you know if you're betting single games you're looking at like you know 45% 45% chance of cashing or something like that, depending on how sharp you are versus just getting murdered hand after hand
2: on the table game. So yeah. Yeah. Slot machines, man. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> slot machines. <laughs> Still it's, so, not it's so tight when those diamonds <clears throat> come raining down on yep. you. Oh baby.
3: So we gotta we got to match up one final thing that we do oh, yeah. every yeah. week. We got to look at this golden state warriors against a notable team, uh, a different team. And I think because we're talking about Philadelphia, mm-hmm. I think we should match up the Warriors with the first Continental Congress. Oh <laughs> man. I
2: love this idea. Deep pull. Now, like now considering they already took a W against the team of rivals. Yeah, yeah. against Lincoln's team of rivals.
5: <laughs> that <I think>. was <laughs> yet the athleticism
3: was not there in the team of rivals. Again, we can we found out that all of the the full team of rivals was all dead within eleven years of this <laughs> fictional game, and their forming. That's not great for yeah, their chances. They're mostly sickly. Old. Now, um, so
5: walk us through, Sean. What are what's going on in this? So match-up? what we got
3: is uh, the game's being played at Independence Hall. Okay,
5: that's great tight. For a game. Do they have a basketball court in there? <laughs> are they playing
3: basketball? That I'm not (laughs) completely sure about because basketball has not been invented yet. Mm -hmm. Right. So this is
2: contemporaneous. Baskets have not been been
3: invented. So I think... Okay, so there's two options. Okay. One of them is that they have to um, stop some redcoats. Okay. (laughs) The second option is they have to offer up a parallel or superior system of government <laughs> <laughs> to the constitution they have to beat the constitution
2: see i my thought is that they should have to argue for the personhood of black people oh
3: oh like like amistad exactly <laughs> like amistad
2: you're just like thinking exactly like me right now and i really i dig it
3: yeah because the warriors at this point
2: Almost exclusively black people. Yeah, and I mean, Zaza Zaza. Pachulia by
3: 1776 standards is black.
5: (laughs) 100%, yeah. Uh,
3: He would be the delegate from Georgia, for (laughs) sure. Okay, so they've got to make a case for the personhood. Well, here's the thing that's difficult, too. Okay, so I think it's a combination. If they can prove their personhood... They play a five-on-five game against the best members of the Continental Congress. Yeah. If yeah. they lose, they are only allowed to field three fifths of a team. <laughs>
5: <laughs> I, I still like think they'd win. Yeah. yeah. Who
2: would be the three guys that they would have to have to field? Who would you pick to be the three? Well, Clay, Durant for Steph sure. Durant, right? But what? It, I, I mean, would maybe.
4: I want a guy like Draymond. Draymond I think I want Draymond Clay. over
5: Clay. Yeah. You're not worried
4: about the shooting, I don't think, and you need an intensity guy. I think Draymond brings that.
5: They need as much length as possible to handle the five... To take on five guys. Yeah. Ben
2: Franklin can back some people
5: down. So. Yeah. 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 Ben Gwinnett. Franklin,
3: crafty veteran.
2: <laughs> Famously large caboose. He,
3: yes. he actually original. invented pulling the chair away. Yeah.
5: I think Button Gwinnett also played in the ABA for a while, oh, right? Okay. Based on his name, Button Gwinnett. Button Gwinnett, for <laughs> <Yeah>. sure. <laughs> definitely <an> ABA.
2: Benjamin <laughs> he Franklin, <laughs> He played for the spirit of St. Louis. Okay. Uh-huh.
3: Uh, Thomas Jefferson, I think... I think Thomas Jefferson is the point guard, and also he's morally conflicted mm-hmm. about that argument. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I think you I, also have Pat Henry. He's an energy guy. Definitely. <laughs> off yeah. the bench. He's what? like, give me the baller, give me death.
4: <laughs> <laughs> but Ben Franklin, definitely like a Charles Barkley-esque power forward. Oh, hell yeah. Uh-huh. And
3: then you've got George Washington, Manning the Middle, He's very tall.
4: Oh, yeah. you got him as the five? Okay. I think Where's he's the five. Uh,
2: Sammy Adams in this? I mean, he was not really... Uh, Politician per
3: se. Well, <laughs> Sam Adams and John Adams are the Jeff and Stan Van Gundy <laughs> of the founding I fathers. I was
2: Marcus and Markeith. But I would like to see too.
4: John Adams holding on to like Ben Franklin's foot as he's walk as mm-hmm. he's like trying to get involved in some
2: skirmish.
5: I'm taking the Warriors. They're going to win in a basketball game no matter what. Yeah,
2: but they have to. They Even three on
5: five, they're winning against those old fucking farts. But do you
2: <laughs> think that those 12 guys, or five is just the starting five, can orate effectively to convince the the Constitutional Congress, Continental Congress, whatever it was called, uh, to make black people full citizens. They convinced
5: Kevin Durant to leave Oklahoma City, (laughs) so yes. Wow. Yeah. Yeah.
4: Dope. That is that is arguably a harder task. <laughs> yeah. I don't can we, know. Can Have I, you been to Oklahoma City? <laughs> that is true. Maybe it was really easy. We're giving them too much credit.
3: I would give a two-part answer, which is that, yes, they do convince uh, the, the framers to give black people full citizenship. But after Steph Curry does a dribbling exhibition, he is burned as a witch. Yeah, <laughs> I think that's fair. There's some heretics here. Yeah. <laughs>
4: Also, I, I do think a guy like uh, Draymond Green would look amazing in a powdered wig. And I think that mm-hmm. would win over yeah. some of the older constituents. Yeah, that's
3: true.
2: Yeah, he's got a Frederick Douglass vibe to me. <laughs> and so he would,
3: I could see him just slapping a red coat in the face. Yeah. It's like, oh, wow. We didn't know we could aim for the balls. <laughs> they walk in a line. And yeah. <laughs> that's actually going to turn the tide of the war earlier. <laughs> he's like, don't shoot till you see the whites of their eyes. Nah.
5: The whites of their, flies. their <laughs> flies. They could for the sure outrun muskets, too. Like, I think they oh, could have yeah. won the Revolutionary War by themselves. Well, just imagine you the know. quick release they'd get on yeah. those shots. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah.
3: Definitely. Yeah.
4: It would be a Globetrotters-like situation where they're just running around, grabbing their hats,
2: spinning yeah. them on <laughs> their fingers.
3: Well, the Redcoats are marching in a, in a squad, and the, the Warriors would spread them out. Oh, yeah. 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 It, yeah.
2: There would definitely be a lot of floor spacing <laughs> that would be, you know, tough for the the Redcoats to defend. Yeah,
4: they're, they keep sending guys out on them. They're, you know, they're setting. I'm just imagining like Draymond setting a screen on one of the Redcoats. <laughs> Someone running around and getting an open shot and, <laughs> and stabbing, stabbing them in the yeah. back with a giant Bowie knife.
3: <laughs> hey, look, we know Kevin Durant's great at stabbing people in the back. Oh. So. oh <laughs> Sorry, that's my hot take for the <laughs> Revolutionary War edition. Of <laughs> parted thine interruption.
2: Okay, so the consensus is that the Warriors yeah, would demolish. It still
5: ends that. in a basketball game. Yep. Yeah. <laughs>
2: you know what?
5: I agree. I <laughs>
2: almost was like, oh, I'm gonna say the Constitutional Congress to be a dick, but I'm not. Going to.
5: Kevin Durant would be the tallest person they'd ever seen.
2: Yeah, no, he would be like a giant to them. Uh, he, he would, would be,
4: like, be oh. diagnosed with
5: gigantism. <laughs> <sounds>. Yeah.
2: <laughs> yeah they, they'd have to check his humors and w- w- yeah. put leeches on him. <laughs> 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 well, how did he get to be this big? <laughs> um, all yeah. right, so another W for the Warriors. They, they're they doing really well. Sean They've Eric, lost two games, they correct? they lost to a, a collection of mascots. Yeah. Oh, okay. And uh, the cast of Cheers? was it? No, <laughs> <laughs> the banana boat team. Oh, to the banana
5: boat guys oh. in the ocean. That makes sense. Yeah. yeah, because
2: we're not quite sure if Kevin Durant knows how to swim. Uh,
5: That's a net, we have two
3: conspiracy theories on this podcast. One, everything in Pat Riley's career can be explained by him trademarking three peat <laughs> all of his Diabolical actions. Evil stealing genius. the phrase from Byron Scott. It begins Scott's decline. And the other theory, the conspiracy theory, is that Kevin Durant doesn't know how to swim.
4: <laughs> I could believe that because he's, he's hung out in Oklahoma for a long time. Uh-huh. Not a bunch of great places to swim. He's almost, I don't know, like maybe a little too tall. I what are know. your other reasons? <laughs> there's a Swimming
3: cr- pools are still segregated in yeah. Oklahoma City. <laughs> yeah. so yeah. There's, there's, <laughs>
2: a, there's a crick out back that you can take a dip in. Uh, also, I want to say if there is ever a Pat Riley biopic. Three Pete should be his rosebud that he utters oh, un- yes. under his last Three-peat. <laughs> <laughs> Oh that explains everything <laughs> uh, this was a great episode Sean, thank you so much for coming. man. Oh this is awesome man it's a ton of fun.
5: Uh, Any- how can
3: they find you on Twitter?
4: Yeah at uh, Sean T Green and then uh, the podcast at
2: gambling podcast. so how uh, how many is that weekly?
4: Yeah well actually we'll do uh, during the NFL season we'll do. A fantasy a, a daily fantasy one and a picks one and then we'll also do like you know random other ones we did like an mlb playoff one we'll do like uh nba win totals we'll do the ufc
2: stuff so let me know when the wnba episode is Oh yeah. sean anything going on with you just follow
3: me at sean keen
2: Joey. At
5: Joey
3: Devine. Oh,
2: and I'm at Dave underscore Schilling. Trust the process. Trust the process. <laughs> I'm
0: going to pull up back the top of the key and shoot the three. Play out the lane, big man. Today's my day and every play's my place. From John Wooden on down to George Rapplin. Never caught for traveling. Put up the brackets. Let me see my seating. New York City is my first round meeting. Got a whole squad of. Can. Everybody could get wrecked if everybody would just pass Hit me off, I'm open, I can feel it with this shot right here The X-Man can steal it Rugged and wild, Dick town style, PPP, a prime time player I live in Harlem, been the Philly and Phoenix My style, you ain't seen it, so let's start the game
1: Now you can rock it to the east or you can rock it to the west, it's no other The east coast flows, you know it's butter I booms with the back, east coast, all that On the mic, mad brother, little shorty, ease back I rocks with the clocks, keep the brothers on the run And you can bring your gun, cause you can't do me none You know the deal, got some mass appeal When it blows up, the steel rocks rails to rails Damn it, brothers never heard about my stamina Simple, I learned it from the monks in the temple Word to the monk, they were off the reminisce. Never would have known that I could kick you like this. Diamond D's on the beta, East Coast in the beta. So let me kick it now or I can kick it to you later. Used to be your mad supersonic, but they front it. Kick to the east, up in Philly, now I run it. And just to let you know that the flavor never cease Mad love to the east, and to my niggas, I say peace.
0: Dig it, it's time to stack the dough real high. With a pump like super fly. Check it, here comes the number one line champ. Dressed honeys once a month like blood cramp. I buck rubbers out like Sherman. I never sweat no sick box i go out like TV Herman. Head over to Hulu this March, where our new shows and movies will keep you streaming all month long. Catch the acclaimed movie All of a Strangers, starring Paul Muscall and Andrew Scott.